championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll, trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one -on -one with Irving, puts it up. It's good! Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the final TSP Wagers. I'm your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats, here as always with my man, Mr. Big Ballin' Ben Larson. Sad good? How you doing tonight? Not too bad. Cannot complain because tomorrow is Friday. Damn, Friday, surprised. Friday, Friday. I'm surprised you didn't take off uh, the day after Cinco de Mayo, Ben. That seems like a good holiday to take the day off after. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. I've been drinking crazy, no tequila or margaritas tonight. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Didn't even have a taco today. Oh, yeah. man. I know. I know. Dude. It's, what kind of gringo are you, man? <laughs> what about you? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm I'm doing uh doing phenomenal actually. Phenomenal phenomenal day, phenomenal evening. Uh and you know, <clears throat> it started off yesterday, Ben. Like yesterday was the gambling gods had it out for me, dude. I was coming off three scorching hot days. And my day starts off Pirates first five money line. The Pirates go up two to nothing in the top of the fifth inning, mm. and the Tigers come up to bat. It's one out, Tigers have runner on second and third, and two errors lead to three runs for the Tigers. Yikes. So the Tigers take the first five money line, and I was like, "This is how today is going to go," and yep. that is how today or yesterday went. But Huge bounce back today, and today they had my back because the I had the New York Metropolitans plus one forty five on the money line, and they were down yeah. seven to one heading into the top of the ninth, and they there scored seven runs to win the game. So when I tell y'all that sports gambling is an up and down kind of thing, sometimes things bounce your way, and sometimes they don't. Yep. That is a perfect example. Yesterday, two errors lead to me losing. Today. Seven runs in the top of the ninth. 99% yep. chance for the Phillies to cover heading into the ninth inning, and they did not cover. <laughs> yeah, I saw live bets were at 60-1. Uh, to one. Uh, Honestly, that was pretty low, dude. I thought they would be like 100-1 to one or something. Yeah. Because like, yep. that's not even 60-1. to one, Like, wouldn't even entice me in a seven-run deficit or yeah. six-run deficit. Like, that's crazy. And with three outs to go? I mean, plus 6,000. That wouldn't entice me really at all. I mean... Yeah, but I mean, like, the so, odds were you had literally, like, 0.05% chance yeah, of winning true. that bet, dude. Like, that was, that's a fucking lottery ticket if you took that, dude. That's yep. what that was. Oh, absolutely. But it was, uh, man, incredible, incredible top of the ninth, man. And the Mets are a fucking good team, dude. Like, yep. they showed total resilience, dude. They only had three hits head heading into the inning, dude. Yikes. And they ended up with like twelve hits. Yikes! It was just incredible, man. But that's how it goes, dude. That's how it goes. Yeah, I um, see you're drinking something. I am drinking something. Um, but I also want to talk about one more thing before I get to this because it's something I'm not. I'm not usually into, and in, it's the NHL playoffs, man. Like they have been great, dude. 
We had oh, that yeah. triple overtime game, Rangers, yep. Penguins. Um, and they've just been so intense, dude. Like, the games yeah, yeah. have just been great. We got two games or one game in overtime right now, Colorado-Nashville. And potentially this Calgary-Dallas game could go to overtime. Um, Calgary, 28 shots on goal, zero goals right now, dude. Yep. Yeah, still one nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, 1-0 yep. Dallas. Um, they're one goal off the Joe Pavelski goal. But also... My team won today, Ben. My hockey team, go. the Florida Panthers, baby. I'm telling you, you don't really have to worry too much about that. Joe Thornton. Yep. So hopefully, yep. Uh, hopefully he gets hopefully that cup this year. this year, man. I'm really, yep. really hoping for him. But yeah, man, the the NHL playoffs have been great, man. I've been tuning in. I've had it on one screen at least, you know, along with NBA and MLB. And that's something like you know I haven't watched playoff hockey in fucking since the Sharks were in it. You know what I mean? Like yep. that's not usually my thing. And shit, take the over. All of these games so far have been going over. It's See, been that's crazy, crazy because I went two and zero in my first two NHL playoff bets, and one of them wasn't under, and it it hit with ease. Um, and then I also had Blues money line, and then yesterday I played uh, Carolina Boston under because like they're the two top four defensive teams in hockey, and like. Boston had only scored one goal in four games against Carolina throughout the yep. season. And then Carolina proceeds to put up like four goals in two periods. I was like, oh, great, dude. This yep. is this is how it's going to go. And, of course, five to two. Yep. the overhit in that one. Um, yep. So, I mean, it's it's kind of been like a little up and down, dude. Like like last night, dude, uh, Kings, Edmonton Oilers, over under six and a half. The Oilers put up six goals. Kings oh, put was up it none. six and a half, really? Yeah, it closed six wow. and a half. Wow, okay, that's pretty high for the Kings-Oilers, but... You think so? Because the Oilers score a lot. Yeah, but the Kings don't. Kings are, you know, they've got a good defensive team, so... Put up four goals against the Oilers the night before that, or the game before that. Yeah. Yeah. I figured it was going to be at, like, five and a half. Yep. I should have uh, taken it under. I didn't. Took it over, and six goals, man. That was my day yesterday, bro. I'm telling you. It was just uh, a bad day today. We're bouncing back, though, and we're going to prepare y'all for tomorrow's slate. Friday, today is Cinco de Mayo. We are live and direct being brought to you by Tavour. Make sure to go to devour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. Yep. And I'm drinking a nice cold beer, Ben. What are you sipping on right now? I'm sipping on a new one. I haven't tried this one before. It's uh, it's from Street Water Brewing Company, and they are out of Atlanta, Georgia. And this is called the 420 Imperial IPA. Ooh, um, 420 on Cinco de Mayo. Nine, uh, 9.1%. Go, so it's a, a very strong IPA. And, yeah, it, it talks about having uh, aromas of mango, peach, pineapple, citrus, and pine. I don't smell any of that. <laughs> Not a single bit of this. So uh, it's going to be interesting. So far, I've taken two sips and um, meh. Just meh? Yeah, meh. All right. It, well, hopefully it, hopefully it gets better as it, as it goes on because, you know, some beers have the tendency to do that. Um, I'm sipping on a Big Dog Brewing Company Pale Ale tonight. Um, okay. Kind of changing it up a little bit from my normal go-to. I actually have like some nice double IP sitting in the fridge. I uh, probably should have pulled one of those out, but I was already sipping on this one. So there we go. You know, Sunday, 
Tap Room Sports. I'll be drinking two fine, fine craft craft beers. Uh, you definitely yeah. want to tune into that. And as you've heard all week, if you've tapped into all our shows, and if you haven't, you will be hearing this for the first time. This is the final TSP wagers. This week was the final week for all of our shows. Next week, we are literally just going to be doing the Tap Room Sports podcast Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday nights. It'll be rotation between myself, Ben, and Eddie. And we will literally be talking uh, news for the day and, and updates, you know, bad beats and such. And then we will be jumping into previewing games for the next day. And once we mm-hmm. head into football, it'll be very football oriented, but we will keep y'all, you know, updated and, and ready to go for the next day, get you some good knowledge to make your bets and head to the window and cash some tickets all year long. So right now, obviously, we're in the NHL playoffs, we're in the NBA playoffs, and we're in the set. Well, technically, the, still the first month because we started a little late this year for baseball. The but seventh, yeah. But we are, uh, you know, we're really getting into the thick things of the Major League Baseball season. So let's start it off there, Ben. Let's start it off with Major League Baseball today. Um, and the game we chose right before we came on was the Chicago White Sox against the Boston Red Sox. The Chicago White Sox are sending Vince Velasquez to the hill. He's 1-2 on the year with a 4.58 ERA. He will be opposing Nathan Eovaldi, who's 1-0 with a 2.51 ERA. Chicago are the underdogs right now, plus 157 on the road. Boston, minus 167 favorites. Over-under is sitting at 8.5 right now. What's your thoughts on on this game, first of all? Initially, I want to take... I don't know, maybe uh, over-under sitting at eight and a half, you said? Eight and a half. Yeah, initially I want to take the uh, the first half over. Um, you know, both of these pitchers have uh, kind of been struggling runs-wise. I mean, Vince Velasquez is, I mean, he's gotten through five and two-thirds once. Um, and other than that, he's gone four innings, four and two-thirds, and three and a third. And has let up a lot of runs. And these, are, you know, this is against teams that don't necessarily have or at least are known for big bats. Um, so, you know, he's been letting up a lot of hits, um, a lot of runs and a lot of earned runs here. Um, so I really like that. You look at Eovaldi and, you know, he hasn't been as bad, but he's still, I mean, his first two, I guess his more recent starts, um, he's been able to go a little bit more distance, but, you know, he's been, you know, he's been kind of struggling a little bit, uh, you know, with hits and runs. Um, I'd also probably take Nathan Eovaldi and, um, you know, and the, the Red Sox for the first five. Yeah. Um, and, you know, overall, I mean, this, this really could just be a, uh, I mean, it could be, I'd say maybe a White Sox win. Oof. Probably a Boston win here. That's pretty bold strategy. Um, you know, initially when I looked at this, Ben, my first thought was under eight and a half because Boston is going under well over 60% this year, eight, 17 and one on the overs. So, I mean, they're under way more than half the time. Like they are consistently under, um, and in their last, uh, in their last 16 games, they've gone under 11 of 
11 times in those games, dude. So they're hitting unders pretty frequently. Also, the White Sox are hitting the under a lot. Four of their last six games have gone under. And, you know, their offense has been kind of stagnant this year. One thing I that was very interesting that I that I was uh, looking at today or yes last night when I was when I was doing my uh, handicaps for my games today, there isn't a single team this year averaging over five runs a game. Not a single team. I mean, I don't want to say that's pretty. That's pretty common. No, it's not. It's only happened one time in the last thirty years, and that was twenty fourteen. It's very uncommon. There's usually two to four teams that average over five runs a game. Five runs a game. Wow, that's pretty high. It is, but like usually we have like these. We have a few great offensive teams. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um. So one thing I've been I've been learning this year, and I've kind of uh, obviously there's a lot of factors that go into a baseball game. There's not one stat or one analytic that is going to be the tell all be all. But yeah. one stat I found very interesting this season, and I've literally been betting off of it for the last few days, and I've been hitting like over sixty percent of my games, is hard hit rate for both offense and the opposing pitcher. Mm-hmm. And when you when you take the team with the hard with that if you take a team that has a very hard hit rate, like over forty five percent, and you put them up against a, a pitcher who has a very hard hit rate allowed, the team that that has the hard hit rate is cashing almost every time. My only loss in this was the Blue Jays against the Yankees the other night when Kikuchi was on the mound. Kikuchi came into the game 405th in the league in hard hit rate opponent average, and he ended up like carving up the, the Yankees, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's rare, but every other game has basically – it's it's been true. Like there's been a lot of hard hit balls. And today, you know, Tigers, Astros, your quitties on the mound against the Tigers. If you watch that game, like, yeah, the Tigers didn't score against him, but dude, they had like at least 10 loud outs. Like that were just right at the fucking opposing team. And if yeah, it's the averages are on your side, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you hit the ball hard. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's definitely something that I've, that I've been looking at. If you look at this game, Vince Velasquez is, is literally the bottom 10% of the league in opponent hard hit rate. He's allowing over 49% of his pitches to be hit hard, mm-hmm. whether it's an out or not. 49%, dude. That's a very high rate, dude. It's like very high. Yeah. Um, and he has a 10% um, barrels, to, uh, barrels per plate appearance. So... He's allowing a lot of hard contact, dude, and that is that does that's not going to bode well against a lot of teams. And Boston, on the flip side, you know, they're kind of middle of the pack in hard hit rate this year. Or actually, they're actually they've moved up after today, even though they lost today. Where are they at? Where I just saw them, uh, Boston, thirteenth in the league in hard hit rate. Forty percent of their hits are being hit what is considered hard, which is 95 miles per hour or higher off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get to that, like I, I agree with those, that sentiment, but I want to move back to this over under because the way that we're looking at stats and the way that we've been focusing on stats has been the, the home and away teams. And when we look at what is happening when Chicago is away and when Boston is at home, 
it's a completely different story than what's happening when Chicago is at home and Boston's away. So I think we definitely need to take that into effect because yes, you're right. Boston's over under is eight, 17 and one, but when they're away, they're four, 11 and one, when they're at home, they're four and six over sitting four times under sitting six flip side on the white Sox, you know, when they're at home, they're four, eight and one hitting the over, but when they're away, they're six, four and one. Well, let's so look at they're where hitting they... the ball a lot better well, when they're on the road. Well, let's let, let's first look at where they've played. Who who have the White Sox played on the road? Do you have that? Uh, yeah, let me pull it up. On the road, they have played the Cubs, the Twins, the Guardians. Okay, well, Wrigley Field is... And the Tigers. Wrigley Field and Coors Field have been playing, you know, they, they play offense heavy because the winds in Wrigley have been blowing out. And we've seen the Cubs put up 21 runs in a game in Wrigley this year. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty odd. And then what, they played the Guardians and who else? The Twins and the Tigers. Interesting. Uh, I mean, Twins field is pretty pitcher friendly. So is the Tigers. Tigers is a hit and miss. I mean, it's been cold in a lot of these places. So no matter what, it's been a little tough. I would also say this, though, too, Ben, is Eovaldi has... He's good at, at Fenway, 1.93 ERA this year. And last year, uh, his ERA at home was was very good, too. Remember, he, he, he faced off against Garrett Cole in the, the one-game wild card and, and out-dueled Cole. Like, this is a guy that plays well at Fenway. And he's been good this year. He just doesn't have any wins to show for it because the Red Sox kind of fucking suck. Yeah. Home ERA last year, 3.47 compared to 4.21 on the road. So this guy is definitely a better home starter. Where I... Okay. Yeah, he's only pitched once at home this year. Only once. Toronto. Yeah. yeah. And Toronto's a good offensive team. Yeah, or seven good... hits. They just couldn't get anybody in. And they're in the four and two-thirds innings. Yeah, well... We'll we'll talk about that some story other time. About, but yeah, story about their life. Tor- yeah. Toronto Toronto's like one of the worst teams with uh and hitting with runners in scoring position. But yeah. I mean that's part of the game. The the one thing I would say here is that, you know or not one thing, one of many things, is I think both these teams definitely have some some flaws to them. I would say uh the Red Sox biggest flaw is they're the fifth worst bullpen in baseball. Four point five ERA 26 games, they've allowed uh, 54 earned runs, dude, their mm. bullpen has. So they haven't been – their bullpen hasn't been good, and we saw it today against the Angels and, and yesterday, both games. The bullpen kind of blew those games. So I think if you're going to play Boston, you want to play them first five. Mm-hmm. And I'd go minus half a run. Yeah, I would play that minus half a run too, especially with Vince Velasquez. I would actually – I don't know if I was going to play a, a a team in the in the full game. I would probably lean the White Sox here, but at the same time, it's like, dude, the White Sox haven't been like lighting the world on fire. <laughs> they haven't. They they should be, but they haven't. Yeah, they. I mean, let's see. Let's look. I want to look at their team hitting real quick. Let's see where they're at in amongst the league. Um. So, runs scored, they are... 
27. 27th in the league, dude. Yeah. That is fucking terrible. I mean, but Boston, not much better. Yeah. They're 24th. They aren't much better. That's true. Yeah. Um, bat- thing- oh, I'm sorry. Batting average, 25th in the league at 221, Ben. And OPS, yeah. let's see what their OPS rank is. OPS, they're at 24th in the league, 631. And you're right, dude. Boston isn't, they're pretty much worse or at the same level. So, I mean, given the odds here, you know, if I'm getting plus money, plus 157, I'd probably lay it on Chicago. I don't think Boston has any right to be a, a 167 favorite. But I, I do like Boston minus the half a run first five. And I would honestly l- lean the over here for sure. Yeah. Because Chicago, this is a crazy thing is like, Vince Velasquez sucks, but the White Sox bullpen, 3.48 ERA, they're 13th in the league. And then you got Boston's bullpen, which is, you know, towards the bottom of the league, fifth worst bullpen in baseball. Yeah. But then you have Vince Velasquez, who sucks, and you got Nathan Eovaldi, who's good. Yeah. So I think it's the only way to play it. I would play the plus 157 full game. I would play the first five minus a half a run Red Sox. And then if I were to take the over-under, I'd probably play the over here. Yeah, over four in the first five. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd take that over the eight and a half for the full game. I kind of like the over eight and a half better because the Red Sox bullpen fucking stinks, dude. That's true. That's true. And you got a you know big relief pitcher in Joe Kelly on the 10-day IL for Chicago. And last two games, Ben... They've the bullpen has given up uh eleven runs in two games. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Not so good. maybe that full. Yeah. I think you I think we gotta take that full game. Okay. All right, let's uh let's move over to our NHL game for the night, which is going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Sorry, if you see me looking to the left, it's because I have multiple screens up and I'm like looking at a thousand different things, so I apologize. <laughs> That's why I always look up, so you're good. <laughs> uh, but the Toronto Maple Leafs, they are heading into Amelie Arena in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. They'll be facing the Lightning, obviously. Toronto's minus 105, slight underdog against Tampa Bay, who's the favorite, minus 115. Over, under is 6.5 right now, Ben. What's your thoughts on this one? I mean, first I would go with uh, Tampa Bay Moneyline. Um, great value there, uh, sitting at that was it minus 115 um you know yes they they did lose that first game handily but to come back strong and and win five to three kind of really showed what type of team this is um and you know a big part of that is their their penalty kill and their power play Um, if you look at uh you know tampa bay's power play right now they are scoring at 25 percent. so one out of every four power plays that they get you know, flip side with Toronto, they're shooting at 10%, uh, which is Toronto at 25 is six in the playoffs. And uh, I'm sorry, Tampa Bay at 25 is six in the playoffs. Uh, Toronto at 10% is 13th overall. But then we really got to go over to the penalty kill. Um, right now, Tampa Bay is is killing 90% of their, their power plays um, against a really good regular season power play team. Um, flip side, Toronto is 75th, uh, 75% penalty kill, um, which is 
not great. Um, you know, decent for the regular season, kind of in the lower half, um, 11th overall in yeah. the playoffs here. Um, so I'm definitely leaning that minus 115 Tampa Bay. Um, I think that's great value for this this uh, this game. And, you know, they just have that veteran presence. They have, uh, you know, that, that history of coming up big in, you know, in the playoff hockey, which is, you know, a, a good history to have. And flip side, Toronto, not so much. Well, I think the biggest thing is is that we knew this was going to be a, a tough series. Like, this wasn't going to be a series where either team was going to, like, just walk through the park, right? Yeah. Totally expected Tampa Bay to bounce back after they got blown the fuck out in game one, 5 nothing. Yeah. But, yes, Tampa Bay is experienced. Yes, they have the championship pedigree. But this team is not as good as they were last year. And Toronto sure. is a good team, dude. And Austin Matthews is one of the best players in the league this season. Yeah, but you can't do everything with one player. You can't, but I mean, they were able to do it in game one. So what's to say they aren't going to do it? Do it now? You know what I mean? Honestly, my favorite play of this game is the over six and a half because both these teams score a lot, and both these teams give. Well, I guess Tampa is near the top of the league, and but I still almost give up three goals a game, and and Toronto gives up a shit ton of goals a game. That's really their biggest issue. So the fact that they were able to shut them out in the first game, I thought was pretty big. Yeah. But then you even look at their their last three matchups this year. They're going over seven goals a game. Um, and then you even add in all their matchups this season. They're going over seven goals a game. So, I mean, this is these are two teams that the only one start this season, only one game this season has this has these two teams gone under six and a half. So I think playing that six and a half is is pretty solid bet, dude. Because I, I expect both these teams to score. I think it's going to be a little bit closer. There's no value on the plus one and a half, obviously. Yeah. But I still think Toronto's going to win this series, dude. I picked them to win this series, and I'm going to stick with it. They may lose this game. I don't know. I think this is kind of a game that I would bet in-game more than anything. Mm-hmm. But I do like that over six and a half goals. I think you're crazy for taking Toronto to win the series, but not at all, man. The yeah. times are changing, man. The guard is changing, Ben. Mm-hmm. I told you the guard I mean, is I changing. Don't think, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to go deep, but I definitely think it's going to be another first round exit for the Leafs. Um, so I'm going to take the minus one fifteen here. I do like your over. Um, it, these are, you know, two teams that don't allow a lot of goals, which is the difficult part, but they do score a lot of goals. And both of these teams are, are sitting at, you know, two and a half goals per game, uh, goals against average per game. So that's the, the little bit of a difficult part there, um, but they do score over three, you know. So I, I think with the history that we have, I'll go with that over six and a half, um, you know, just from this season. But I think that's that's one that would be a live bet for me. The, the over-under? Yeah. Yeah, no, I like I like that over. That's the only thing I would take in game. I mean, honestly, like Circa has this game plus one hundred seven for the Maple Leafs. I'd probably take that plus money and just throw some money on it, and then hedge my bet in the game. But I do, I do like that over. I think that's the only thing I like in this game. Yeah. Okay. Are we done with hockey like that? I think so. All right. I think so. All right. I mean, I think you could put some money on, uh, you know, individual player goals. I think you could, you know, definitely put something on Matthews, um, Stamkos, 
probably Marner, probably Hedman um, to, to have points. Um, I don't know how much value you'd get as a you know single prop bet there, but Nikita Kucherov as well. Um, he's got 10 points. You've got uh, Stomkos with five goals. Hedman with seven assists. Um, you know, flip side Toronto in this got, in this uh this head to head matchup this year. Yeah, okay. just in these last two games. Uh oh shit! Yeah. You said he had how many points? Ten points. How? Because Tampa didn't. I'm even sorry. Score. Last five games. Sorry. Last. Uh, five I was going to say because Tampa didn't score game one. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, last five games that they they played. Um. So Matthews has nine points in those five games. Four goals. Five assists. Mitch Marner is a plus seven. I think if there's any props you play for Toronto, it's got to be Austin Matthews. But I can't, I can't imagine the value is too great, dude. Yeah. Yep. Cause I mean, obviously the books are going to know that everyone's betting him. Yeah. I feel I mean, like you'll still get good value. If you go goals, I feel like hockey uh, player props are like the hardest to, well, I mean, then again, I'm not a big hockey guy, obviously, but yeah, I feel like they're a little tougher. Uh, shot bets are are definitely fun to do on in hockey games. Yeah, but even those are tough because like Ovechkin's shots be like over under six. Yeah, Ovechkin's usually around the five, but you're right. Yeah, it's like hella high. Take a take a snapshot of you know the last five games they've played. Get a good average from there, you know, and and see. I think I also have to you know, weigh it against their lines. weigh it against their like. You know their season average too, because obviously there's going to be regressions to the mean. But a series, yeah. a season gives you a pretty wide, uh, a wide, um, what should we call it? You know, outlook overview. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. All right, let's move on to our NBA game. So we are in the midst of the semifinals. I don't really love either of these games. Um, to be honest, I didn't. I haven't loved them all series because they've been heavy favorites. And both favorites have basically they've covered every game this this series. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely want to stay away from that Sixer series. No Joel Embiid, um, and Miami's laying four points, so don't. That's a game I'm not even going to touch. I'll probably play it in game. But let's talk about this Phoenix Suns versus Dallas Mavericks matchup. So Phoenix is up two games and none. They're heading into American Airlines Center to face the Dallas Mavericks. Um, and right now, Phoenix it, it is a pick 'em. So pick em, yeah. This I, I feel like the books got this wrong because they have Phoenix is a six and a half point favorite. So basically, they're saying Phoenix's home court is worth you know three and a half points. I think they kind of overvalued uh, home court here. Mm-hmm. What's your What's your thoughts on this game? Over under two nineteen and a half. Both games have gone way over. By the way, yeah, they've landed about two sixteen, closed two eighteen um, in game two, and went way over. Yeah, way, de- totally. I mean. First of all, I, I thought this. I thought Dallas was going to be a lot better defensively. Dallas was a top three defensive team all season long, and I mean they've just been fucking. They, yeah. they allowed uh, Phoenix to shoot like fifty percent last game, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was, uh, you know, I've been paying attention to this series. I've, you know, been watching the the first two games, and you know, something that you know, really is evident is that Luca is just trying to do way too much and he, he has needs to, to get though. that. Yeah, I know, but he needs to get that team involved. Um, and until that happens, 
I don't even think they're going to be coming close. I mean, they lost game two by 20 points. They lost game one by seven. And it's just, I don't see anybody, you know, stopping this offensive firepower of CP three and Booker, um, then throw Aiton into there. You know, you've got a, you know, kind of three headed monster that just, you know, with the way that they've been shooting, don't miss. Um, and I, I just don't see how like everything can change for Dallas for them to just make a complete 180 from, you know, what they've showed us in the first two games. Yeah. I think that I think Phoenix unlocked something, dude, and and I just I don't know if Dallas has the personnel to make the changes they need to win this yep. game. And we saw in game two, uh, you know, Phoenix went on a 20 to two run and literally every single possession, they were just attacking Luka Doncic with Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. And they, they have to keep Luka on the floor because he's their best offensive player. But really the biggest thing is that they don't have a true rim protector on Dallas, which really hurts them because if they do switch up on, on Luka and Luka gets beat, they have no one to clean it up at the rim. So, Really, you know, Devin Booker and Chris Paul are getting whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. They're getting layups. They're getting fucking mid-range jumpers with uncontested. Like, they're just doing whatever they want once they get Luka on the switch. Yeah. And and unfortunately, I just don't think Dallas has the personnel to make that switch because game one, DeAndre Ayton went, went off for 25 points. Yeah. He didn't even have a good game last game, and they fucking blew him out of the water. Yeah. So it's like Phoenix just has this, this ability to play multiple different styles. Dallas wanted to take them small. Phoenix obliged. They went small and they went on a 20, 20 to two run. Yeah. So at this point, like I just, I don't see any possible way that Dallas can, unless they go remarkably like 80% from three, like that's the yeah. only way they're going to win a game in this series. I think this is going to be a sweep. Yeah. I love Dallas at a pick them. I think this is great value. Phoenix. I mean Phoenix. I'm sorry. I think yeah. Phoenix out of Pickham is yeah. is stupid value. They were minus six, six and a half the last two games, and you're telling me now it's a Pickham, a six and a half point swing. Yeah. I just I I don't see it. I think the market is overvaluing Dallas here a little bit because of Luca. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what the market is is seeing in this one. Yeah. Um. And honestly, I would honestly probably lean the under two nineteen and a half. I know that sounds crazy because the last two games went over. But Phoenix is a much better defensive team than than what they've allowed in. I think last game they I, I think all right, so first of all, Dallas needs to stop pushing the tempo. Like what they're doing is they're only playing into Phoenix's hands. They're they're really push they're playing at a higher pace than they played all season long. Mm. And they're playing out of the, their game actually a little bit, I think. So I expect Dallas to kind of slow the tempo down a little bit. I also do expect the the crowd to play a little bit of a factor, but I still like Suns are still a team that have been there. They've done it. They have great players. Um, so I, I like to pick them and I would lean the under. I don't love it though. Yeah. Probably play the over under live, but I, I love Phoenix as a pick them. This is best bet material, Ben. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think we're both on that, uh, on that there. I'm um, looking at the over under. The only thing that does worry me is that in both of these series that Phoenix has played, you know, all but two of the games have gone over, you know, the, that that uh, two nineteen mark. 
Um, yeah, but Dallas you know, is so, a much better defensive team than New Orleans. Than I mean, Orleans they were all was, year. Yeah. They are. They haven't showed it in the series, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's why. That's why I wouldn't play it. But you know, Dallas is capable of playing that kind of defense. They did it all year with the with the um, with the uh, with the people they have. You know what I mean? Like I said, mm-hmm. I don't think they have the personnel to counter what Phoenix is doing. Unfortunately, yeah. Does that mean Phoenix is going to shoot sixty percent again? No, like that's yeah. just that's hard to imagine in Dallas too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they were at home; they do have one of the better home courts. But I, I like Phoenix here to pick them. I think it's going to be a sweep, to be honest. Yeah, I think Dallas had their chance in Game One. They they had their best game and they lost by fucking eight points. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just a wrap. The series a wrap. Yep. Any other thoughts on this? Uh, don't buy uh, Sweetwater Brewing Company's 420 Imperial IPA. All right, here we go. Let's talk. Let's talk about that beer. So what? What? Why? Um, it's <laughs> super dark for an IPA. Oh, um, yeah. Which you know, initial, yeah, you know, look of it is is not great. Um, it doesn't smell like hops, which you would get out of an IPA. Right. <clears throat> the taste is um, kind of in between what you'd imagine cardboard would taste like and the smell <laughs> of a wet dog. Well, so Jesus, okay. It's not good. Who makes this beer? Uh, Sweet Water Brewing Company. Where are they out of? Atlanta, Georgia. I th- find it also the uh, very funny that the brew date on this is six eleven twenty two. Um, was that eleven sure six? Tw- either way, we aren't at eleven six twenty two or six eleven twenty two. That um, is true. What the fuck? So that's a little off. Um, <laughs> he said that's a little off. That would that's a lot of off. Yeah, I've drinking this much of the pint, and I think that's going to be all I drink. And it's a 19.2 ounce can. So So what are we giving it out of five, Ben? What's the the rating? Like a two? This is the lowest rating of all time? I was going to say 1.5. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. No, not all right, all right, all right. You're right. That was the wrong. That was the wrong one. It should be this one. Should be this one right here. As soon as I open it up, the uh, losing sound. That is one big pile of shit. There we go. <laughs> there we. I was go. gonna say the uh, the Price is Right uh, wah, sound wah, when you're wah, wrong. Wah. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's rewind it, recap, Ben. So, what is your one pint of the night for those that are new to this? One pint being the least favorable bet. Three pint being your most confident bet what's your one pint better than night my one pint better than night is going to be tampa bay money line at minus 115 tampa bay money line minus 115 my one pint better than night is going to be boston red sox minus a half a run first five what's your two pint that is going to be my two pint bet uh, boston first five minus a half a run 
My two pine is going to be over six and a half goals for the Tampa Bay Lightning and Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. And what's your, I think I have a feeling we have the same three pine. Same bet. three pine bet. Yeah, uh, Phoenix Suns minus one of seven. All day, every day. Phoenix Suns at a pick gun. Give it to me, baby. Let's go. That market is off. Get it now because I guarantee you that that's going to close. Phoenix minus one, minus one and a half. Take that money and let's yep. go to the window, baby. Let's yeah. get it. Four different bets for us. Yes, sir. Make sure to go to devour.com or download the Devour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. From Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson. Water Brewing Company is not on there. Yes, they are not. For Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats, we will see y'all on Sunday for the new Taproom Sports Podcast. Hope y'all have a great weekend. Enjoy the Kentucky Derby. I do not have a pick for that because I don't know shit about horse racing. Yep. <laughs> but maybe I'll... Take a Baffert. Take a Baffert uh, horse. Well, it's he's going to be roided up, so... Bro, he didn't he get like banned though? Yeah. yeah. So it's like that's not even worth it. It was a joke. Oh. Don't worry. Well, apparently he still has horses in there. He just can't be there or something. Yeah. So could get it. All right, y'all. We will see y'all on Sunday. Enjoy the weekend. Oh, we also have a great Canelo fight as well in Vegas. By the way, Stanford uh, Cal baseball tomorrow. I will be there. Stanford Cal baseball. Yeah. And we'll be there. All right. We'll see y'all later. Have a great, great night.